Hello there. Are you a boy or a girl? I'm Professor Trav, and welcome to the world of Pokemon. That's a good, really good way of introducing this episode and let you know it's a little bit different episode. Hi, welcome to Grind Forever. This is the Feed Me Network's number one RPG show about RPGs. I am one of your hosts, Professor T. LeVar Foster, and I am joined by... Uh, I am I am newly transferred poison-type Pokemon, Dylan Tierney. You can tell by my voice. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we haven't done a Pokemon episode in a minute. Oh, it's so a few months, honestly. Yeah, so. yeah let's do a new Pokemon and episode. We, we did do, uh, if you weren't sure what this one was, it was it's Fire Red Leaf Green, and we have done a Red and Blue proper episode with a Blessing a few months ago, and that was a great episode. But I right. there's a lot of stuff um, between Travis and myself about the these new game. well, new games, they're like 13 years old, 14 years old, but... Yeah. Uh, we have a lot to say about Fire Red and Leaf Green, so... Yeah. And I, I had a lot of stuff to say about Red and Blue because I really liked that game and it was like it was a phenomenon when I was in middle school and all those people had brought back their fat Game Boys. It was like, hey, there's a new Pokemon game. And then Fire Red and Leaf Green came out in two thousand and three. Was it O three, O four? It was O four. Yeah. O four? It's in between Ruby Sapphire and Emerald. Right. And what was crazy was it was in that weird like the the end of the Game Boy like I I just uh, always associate Fire Red and Leaf Green with like the Game Boy SP. Mm, yeah, yeah, it was def they were definitely popular when those were popping up for sure. Because yeah. by the time you get the Pokemon Emerald, they're already bundling it with like the DS because the DS had a GBA slot. Right, uh, which would become that would become beneficial later and like later as promised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they get that increasingly cumbersome uh, Pokemon transfer system. Hey, cumbersome as you may say it is, you can legitimately get Pokemon from this generation onto your Pokemon Sun True, but you do need, like, two 3DSs and then two DSs. Uh, it's no, you don't need two 3DSs. You well, no, literally just need just one. Just the one, but you do need two DSs with GBA oh, slots. You need one, GBA, one DS with GBA slot. Oh, I guess you could have the one DS and the one three DS. That would work, right? That's all you need. But still, I'd say any more than just the one three DS is, is a lot of work. But this this kind of ties into Fire and Leaf Green because um, with the Pokemon generational split between Crystal and the GBA games Ruby and Sapphire, there's no real way to get those old Pokemon to your kind of newfangled Pokemon world, um, and this was kind of a bridge to do that. And ever since these games, I would say these games, along with, like, Ruby and Sapphire, are the first Pokemon games where, like, they'll be the oldest Pokemon games in terms of transferring your Pokemon. Um, yeah. And for a while, this is the only way to get le some legendaries like Lugia and Ho-Oh and stuff like that. Um, as they kind of blended those newer games into this remake of the classics. So, Well, yeah, not just, like, Ho-Oh and Lugia, but also... This was probably like the only way you could have gotten Mewtwo until like recently. Or the ordinary birds or, you know, a lot of Kanto Pokemon were just kind of lost in the shuffle. Right. Like, who else, where else were you going to get a Kingler? Everybody's right. favorite Pokemon, Kingler. Everybody's, everybody's favorite, Kingler. But uh, it's it was definitely one of those things where, uh, like, Ruby and Sapphire were kind of, 
soft reboots. They weren't like black and white levels of reboot per se, but um, they tried to distance themselves from the previous Pokemon games, and then they immediately kind of backpedaled into this uh, this expanded remake of Red and Blue. And to think that like, oh man, it's been it's been six whole years since Pokemon Red and Blue. You know, and meanwhile, it's been I'm pretty sure like what. 13, 14 years since those those remakes. Yeah. Like, but I mean, it also it also helped because it redefined the Pokemon, like what Pokemon was, because Ruby and Sapphire we had introduced natures. And this was the first time where you're like, okay, we could go back to that last game that we had, the very first game, and hey, we're gonna redo natures. It's kind of like I would not be surprised if the Pokemon for the Switch is just another red and blue. Yeah, I, I've been kind of dabbling in that headspace, too, of like, well, maybe they're just going to remake red and blue, expand upon it further kind of thing. Because I would, like, wouldn't be surprised at all. It's a good, well, way, to, it's a good that, way to limit that game's scope, because they have to make a new Pokemon engine with you know, all these Pokemon. It would be right. easier if, for most people, they would just need to remake the original 151. Right. Um, and think about it, like... With the changes now, like, like I said, that game, we're talking about changes of, there was two typing changes, and as well as, like, from Pokemon Red and Blue, and I forgot if you talked about this when you did the Red and Blue episode, like, the type weaknesses have completely changed. Like, did you know that Bug type was weak to Poison and vice versa? Yeah, the Gen, original Gen Pokemon 1 game? has some weird buggy stuff going on with it, and... You know, it, it was a. Uh, imagine playing Gen One without you know dragon types like Dragonite, you know, ruling everything and like you know. Obviously, there were still some things they fixed later on, but having this sort of new and improved, updated Pokemon, but it's still you know it's still your classic Gen One, right? So I think about it now. Like now, you have fairy types. Whoa! And... Not in Fire Red Leaf Green. <laughs> Well, yes, you do. You would, no, you would get that those was introduced in Gen Six and X. Oh no, no, I'm saying, I'm saying if, if the Switch one. Oh, is the hypothetical Switch one. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I think it would be just as big of an improvement or like escalation to modern Pokemon. Yeah, the Switch game would be pretty, pretty substantially different, even if it was a remake. Yeah. Right. So, um, uh, the story of Pokemon <laughs> Fire Red and Leaf Green is the story of Pokemon Red and Blue. Like it's. There's not really a story. Not really, except no. For like, except for, like, Professor Oak's, like, shitty grandson, who is your best friend and also your rival. Also, your love interest is the internet tells you anything. <laughs> you you, you like, don't get that until the Sevy Islands post-game. Like, who else, who else just tells you, hey, I'm going to smell you later? Smell you later, twerp. And to be fair, in Pokemon Sun and Moon, it looks like they're taking a fantastic uh, date to uh, Alola. So. Yeah, a nice little bromantic uh, getaway. And Red is still definitely the silent type, which that was also really cool to do in Sun and Moon. Yeah. But it, it, it beats the Red is dead. Uh, like fan story. theory? Uh, fan theory, yeah. Hey, it turns out all fan theories are bad. I'm about to say, Here's yeah, most of the time, most of the time, fan theories are pretty, pretty rough. They're like, uh, fucking Gary killed his Raticate. Like, that shit. I, I don't know. I was fascinated by that at that time, but I, then I turned 19. Yeah, maybe Gary just put his Raticate in a box, like everybody like else. Like everybody in else in the world does. 
who like yeah who raised Eradicade. Eradicade's <laughs> not gonna get you the VGC. Right. That's super. Like, y- y- if anything, Ratata has more of a prominence because of Endeavor Quick Attack. Yeah. So, but uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, Fire Red Leaf Green. You know, not a lot in the story department. You're just this kid who's going through this rite of passage in Kanto. Um, and, like, on this rite of passage, you go to a bunch of different cities and towns, uh, and your goal is to obtain all eight gym badges and defeat the Pokemon League, which are, like, an elite set of, uh, Pokemon trainers that sort of, like, rule over the land. It's, what kind of political jurisdiction do you think they have? Like, are they just, are they just people, or are they some kind of weird, like, regal institution? See, this is why I need Addison here. Addison would lay down that, that political chicanery, I'm sure. I don't even know what the political makeup of Kanto is because how can you let someone who obviously runs the Pokemon mob also be a gym leader? I mean, yeah, I think that's back in the day when they did the Pokemon manga, they leaned into that shit pretty hard of just like, yeah, everybody's complicit in all of this. Like, yeah, this guy runs the mob. I guess they would, yeah, in a real world sense, would have to be. So, yeah, um, one of the things I did like about what this game did is because it had years of other Pokemon games to kind of lean on, uh, this game, like, it, it it didn't, like, pigeonhole you to, type, to move types. Like, Charmander can learn Metal Claw, which makes picking Charmander not a fucked up move for the first two gyps. Still, still the worst, but not hilariously outclassed worst. Right. Not, oh, let me hope I can get a Nidoran get, or a Mankey. I can learn a uh, double kick. Well, Mankey, Mankey was the Pokemon Yellow Strat, so. Yeah. And Mankey is the only, I think it's in that route, um, that route across from Viridian. I think it's not just Sparrow, Pidgey, and Mankey. Yeah. In Pokemon, yeah. in uh, Pokemon Fire Red Leaf Green. Yeah, and. Uh, not not to backpedal too much, but I thought it was interesting that they went with Leaf Green even in the West, where we didn't get a Pokemon Green, it was red and blue. Um, but I think at that point, you know, the kind of knowledge that Pokemon was this outside thing, you know, like, oh, it was red and green in Japan. Like, everybody kind of knows that, you know? Well, also, if it's remaking the first game, like, Pokemon Red and Green are the first game. Pokemon Blue in Japan... Was there, the Pokemon was like a slight got. remake. It's a it's a re it's a re yeah it's a retooling Pokemon, the, the yeah the blue and red we got are retooled Pokemon red and blue, so this is actually like uh, an actual factual remake of the very first game the ninety six game. It would be cool if we got some kind of like weird Pokemon water blue or something you know, but we didn't yeah. need it. We didn't need a version three you know like they didn't remake Pokemon Yellow like they with these remakes they they tend to just stick to you know the originals. Well, I think they always do episodes, right? Like you had the the golden, they had the like the GS episode in Pokemon Soul Silver and Heart Gold, and then for Alpha Ruby and Omega Sapphire, mm-hmm. probably saying those like reverse. Like you had the you had the Emerald episode. Like I can't wait for Hard Diving and Shiny Pearl, where we get the Platinum episode or yeah i'm about to say there's gonna be like episode garantina you know like i'm totally fine with that being the route they take with all the like quote-unquote third game stuff um although i think in like heart gold soul silver they just kind of roped it into the main story anyway so right but but i mean suicune was a lot more entrenched in that original story than the emerald stuff so 
Yeah. But for this game, um, while well, they do tie-ins with the older stuff and even have... There's little nods to what's coming up in the future. Like, there's the Deoxys meteorites and stuff. Um, so, you know, it, it was contemporary for its day. And I remember it very clearly coming out, you know, like in the in the sort of waning periods of the GBA. Uh, GBA had a very surprisingly short lifespan for being such a classic console, you know. Well, it it, it there's a lot of like things that it take took from the classic uh, game uh, the Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, it kind of like it it it's. It's one of those consoles that did a lot of good on retro gaming because it, like I said, it took from the SoundCloud from the NES. Yeah, yeah, the sound palette and like just a lot of the the guts and the tech were very comparable to SNES. That's why you got you know a link to the past on there. That's why you got um, like the Super Mario remakes and stuff. Like it was technically feasible, um, and it did wonders for uh, Pokemon. Yeah, it definitely did, and these are the ones I think. When people think about like Pokemon's be, Pokemon being a big thing, like people are uh, that's what people are talking about. Is that is this the first series, the first games, maybe Ruby and Sapphire before it, but was this the first one to have like a quote unquote national Dex? where you can import I wanna, other Pokemon? I want to say that Ruby and Sapphire may have had it. This is the first one I remember. Right, because I mean. I, it knew what it was doing by connecting all these Pokemon. Like they, back then, they, you know, they knew that you'd want to import all your Pokemon to the newest game, and you know, like they, this was the first game where they start, started shying away from link cables. Because even Ruby and Sapphire, uh, they they leaned to that a lot because that was the technology of the GB at the time. But they sold this game in in particular with those wireless adapters that you just slap into the back of your GBA, which I don't even remember if it fit on the SP, ironically enough. Um, I remember very clearly doing it on my old school GBA, though. Like, those things are... Like, right. wireless technology was still something that was novel in 2004. Yeah. Uh, that's... It, it was... I think that was really, really cool, like, getting ready to... Like, we knew... We know that we're about to have the whole... Um, like Wi-Fi generation, like mm-hmm. literally the next game would be like, hey, we have wireless trading. We don't need any wires. And like not like like this is the first start of it. Yeah, yeah. And uh actually to follow up slightly on the national decks, uh you it is available in Ruby and Sapphire, but you have to connect it to Fire Red, Leaf Green, or Emerald. So <laughs> it's kind of both, but also neither. So right, uh, but but um, it was yeah like a lot of the wireless stuff was really cool at the time and clearly you saw Pokemon always kind of following those tech trends. Trick's very curious for what it's going to be on the Switch. Um, but in terms of this game, you know it, it added quite a bit compared to what it had been in Red and Blue. Obviously, natures and eggs and breeding and all that stuff. Right. Well, I don't think you can't do that till the very end of the game, right? Probably post-game for all that stuff, because, hell, maybe it, maybe it would break the game in some way. I don't know. But um, it, it did have... We'll get into it a little later, but it did have, like, post-game content that, obviously, Red and Blue did not have originally. Um, yeah. And it had some event stuff. Like, this was this is in the heyday of, like, event... Like, retail-exclusive event stuff. That was when... You start seeing these pop up. This 
Emerald, you know, even Diamond Pearl, Platinum. You start seeing a lot more of these events, event exclusive areas like Birth Island, Naval Rock, where you could get exclusive legendaries. Like this was definitely the heyday. So, yeah. But I remember specifically um, because I got Fire Red, my sister got Leaf Green. I did feel obligated to go with Charmander. I, I had to be a hipster and be like, "Well, I don't, I don't care that 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 Venusaur is easy mode." Like, you know, I had to be different. But hey, Charizard's awesome. Yeah, uh, especially I, I like I said, I, I think the quality of life changes they did for, uh, did uh, did for Charmander. I think it makes it a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I picked Bulbasaur because I always pick Bulbasaur. Yeah, I mean he's a solid choice. I'm not gonna call you out on it. So yeah, I mean even if he did, I was just like I chose Bulbasaur. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I, it, it was really cool at the time because you know, like games didn't get these kind of remakes all the time back then. You know, it was still kind of novel to get like an upgraded and enhanced edition of a game. You know, like because when it comes to consoles, we're we're smack dab towards the end of the PS2 GameCube generation. You know, mm-hmm. like remakes besides like you know Resident Evil or Metal Gear, they didn't happen all the time. Um, and to see the leap that something like Red and Blue took to Fire Red and Leaf Green, you know, it was, it was even to like a, God, how, a 10-year-old like myself <laughs> uh, was very interesting to see at the time. No, yeah, it definitely, they definitely did do a lot to kind of, you know, uh, push something, like I said, it was a weird thing to be nostalgic about something of my childhood, which... Like you said, it was less than six months, six years away. Right. Like, well, it turns out it kind of was. It was like the perfect time. I, I think it just it picked a new threshold for, for when we can start being nostalgic about stuff. Because, like, you know, what was six years ago for Pokemon? It was X and Y, I think, you know? Or, I don't even think it was that six years ago. I think it was Black and, black white, and white. Black and white. It would have been, been 2012. So, yeah, Black and White 2. Yeah. Which, imagine, like, oh, we're giving that the old HD treatment. Like, oh, man, that's great. Which we are also kind of heading towards. Not to... Yeah, I mean, Diamond Pro is going to be the next one. Yeah, I mean, and this game started the uh, sort of tradition of in-between generations, like in, in between the originals and the remake, like, the slight remakes, uh, like, you know, the third game in the trilogy... There'd be these uh, remakes, and they did that for Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Took a little longer for uh, for Ruby and Sapphire because, you know, by correlation, it would be in Gen Five, but we didn't get those until Gen Six. And right. who knows? Like with the Switch, Nintendo Switch in play, it could be even longer for Gen Five or Gen Four. God forbid, Gen Five, but Gen Four to get that kind of treatment because Gen Four was already pretty massive. So putting that on like a on a Switch engine. I'm sure is very daunting. Yeah, but think about how cool it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, and it's 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 one of the weaker gens, but still very compelling. So it'll be fun to go back to. And at the same time, if they do decide to go back to the red and blue well, like they did with fire red leaf green, I'm totally okay with that too. Right. Um, or you know, another generation would, or another a new generation would be fine as well. I uh, I know, but it's like Gen Seven started less than like 19 months ago, like. 
Gen six was it like super long before that? And no, and that was alarming. So like just uh, just decreasing the lifespan, I think, is concerning. Yeah, they didn't make a Pokemon Z. That's weird. They did not make a Pokemon Z. And they even had a Zygarde with a Z. Just they had a it. fucking Z Pokemon. What if that's the Switch game? It's Pokemon, Pokemon Z. Z. Well, that'd be qu- that'd be quite the the misdirect. That would be pretty crazy, not going to lie. Yeah, I, I do think you go back to Kanto. I think with all the stuff in Pokemon Sun and Moon, like, alluding to Kanto, I think you go back to Well, Kanto. I mean, your character's from Kanto. Like, they they move from... And everybody who seems to go to a new new Pokemon world is just from Kanto or connected to Kanto. Like, it all kind of goes back there. So, yeah. And this is the game that kind of started, started that trend. And I'm, like... Would they dare to do it again? Where it's just like we have three concurrent Pokemon sort of timelines of, well, here's the core games, here's the remakes, and here's the re remakes. Like, when's the when's like the gold and silver remake again or something? You know. Well, well, no. Just think about it. Lily is in Kanto because she's going to meet with Bill to fix her mom. What if that's what you're? What if that's the game? I could. I mean, I would be cool if it was just a sequel to a, a true proper sequel to Red and Blue where you right. know where Red and Blue the characters are you know away and what's going on and that kind of thing like wh- what all has changed god I'm hyping myself up for this now I can't do this Ex- exactly <laughs> it would be super great and then you can bring over the clothes situation from Sun and Moon and bring over the great Sun and Moon Ugh. music which is the best Pokemon music because there's a lot of horn in it, and I love it. Uh, Especially the battle music. Where it's like... Burp, 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 burp. <laughs> I love that It's pretty music. good, yeah. But, I mean, it it was cool at the time. Not to just, like, kind of drill it in. But, like... <coughs> and seeing those games remade, because, like, it was such a clear childhood memory. Because, you know, I was fucking four when Pokemon originally came out. And, you know, like, imagine, like, a 10-year-old having nostalgia, you know? You're still kind of too early. You're too young for that shit, really. But it's still it's it's still there. Right. Yeah. No, and I, that's they, true. And, you know, they, they had some stuff that tied into, uh, like, Generation 2 a little bit with the... We, I mean, we can get into it. The Sevi Islands post-game, which uh, was just, like, a new sort of bunch of islands you could access after you beat the game and that's where you caught a lot of these legendary Pokemon and they yeah. smartly uh, got Moltres there which Travis informed me earlier no you don't meet Moltres in Victory Road anymore he's just chilling on one of the Sevi Islands yeah it's not a thing that kind of fucks like in the original game that fucks up your whole um, run in the in the um, in Victory Road because Victory Road is not easy to traverse nope so, yeah, it kind of can fuck up your whole ride. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it, it's, like it's like a mid-boss or something, but it's super powerful, you know? Like, it, it, it could fuck you up, and if you're not prepped to catch it, it, could, it does throw you off guard. But by putting it on one of these islands, I think it just... It it kind of makes the pacing... And, and it's right before the Elite Four, so you know you have something to do afterward. Right. Although, yeah. I think it was kind of... Uh, I, they could have been more inspired island names. It's literally called, like... One island, two island, three island. Uh, uh, uh. I never really understood quite how they tied into the main games. Like, that's just 
there. I don't know. Uh, right. They, I clearly this was where they kind of wanted to put all the Johto stuff they couldn't get to. You know, tied you over until the last. To because obviously, if they're making Fire Red Leaf Green, they're going to make more sequels. So. Right. Uh, did you ever have any like? Did you ever specifically with this game like? Obviously, we all have our first memories of Pokemon, but did you have any memories from this game in particular, or does uh, it kind of just blur together with the originals? It kind of just blurs together with the originals. I think I think of this game more fondly than I do Red and Blue. Like outside yeah, of the missing no trick, like I don't. I think this game does it so much better. It's it's not nearly as busted for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I it those those fixes that they made, like we said previously, you know, very important to making this game more modern and approachable and. Like we said again, it's probably going to happen again on the Switch. You know, it'll be pretty, pretty great thing to do. Is just like, well, why don't we just do Ruby and Sapphire? Sorry, <laughs> Fire Red and Leaf Green again. Yeah. So. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, I really like this game. So you should go and pay twenty dollars at your local uh, store because this game is still like twenty bucks to buy. It is. It is like not super expensive, but like they, yeah, it's worth your time. I'd say if you're able to find it in a, in a particularly, let's say, legally discreet way, uh, I would definitely do it. But I always find it cool, though. I, I just by kind of doing some research beforehand. Uh, when you're in the, you know how when you beat the champion and you get all your Pokemon sprites and stuff, like yeah, they kind of animate a little bit. Well, yeah. like the credit sprites for all the Pokemon are. The box art, uh, like the box art, uh, artwork for these games done in the sprite uh. work. It actually, I'm looking at the. It's obviously Bulbapedia, but I mean, it looks pretty awesome to see them side by side. Even Pikachu turns from skinny Pikachu into fat Pikachu because it's it's that's the pretty, Pokemon. It's the Pokemon yellow box art. That's pretty great. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So I I uh, I think I. I think this game's very playable now. You know, when, when it comes to, like, oh, what old Pokemon games should I just kind of dip back into? People tend to point at Emerald, I think, because of a lot of the post-game and stuff. Like, it, it's the game that'll take most of your time. Right. Uh, so, but uh, Fire Red Leaf Green are 100% worth your time if you want, like, a, a more modern interpretation of those old old-school games. I think they're yeah. way more playable. I think they're way better. And, yeah. It's I know, I'm, I'm currently good. playing through the through it right now. Yeah, really I mean, you know, game. having steel types and dark types go back, go in and having old Pokemon evolve, like, you know, you don't have to, you, like, it was one of those things where it was cool to see, like, oh, I know Golbat evolves, but he's not, ev they don't really talk about friendship evolutions and stuff until after you beat the game. So right. I, it's, it's weird how this stuff is locked. Although I, I do believe, as I'm doing more research, uh, Espeon and Umbreon are just not obtainable at all. Yeah, because there's, there's no clock. In game. Right, there's no sucks. eternal clock in the game. That yeah. sucks. Those Pokemon are both awesome, but they they with Sylveon are the best EV evolutions. Ooh, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a Vaporeon guy myself. I do like. Vaporeon. I think Vaporeon's really good, especially in this game. Uh, Flareon sucks. Flareon does suck. And, and Glaceon is like no, not Glaceon. Glaceon, Glaceon and Leafeon are terrible. Uh, Leafeon is pretty terrible. Uh, yeah, Leafeon is just like, oh, a, a grass Pokemon that specializes <coughs> in d defense. That's something I want. Yeah. Oh, God. No, but Sylveon's great. Although, like, Vaporeon, I just, 
I just like because it was like a tank that just healed every time. Like it, it was just very, it was a tanky water type, and I liked that. Yeah. Did they introduce <coughs> any new uh, like HMs? Like th- this is like, I, I don't. Think no, I- but you. Oh, yo, you could get Rock Smash on on Island One. Right, that was it. And Flash they didn't make an HM. Or no, it still was at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, it still was. Mm-hmm. God, yeah, yeah, man, I, I. I can't even remember a time when Flash was an HM. Like, I can't believe that's the thing we had to deal with. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those... It's I am so happy they remade these games because like, just trying to go back to Gen 1 would be pretty tough, even with the nostalgia goggles. So, And again, at the time, it was like, oh, man, it's been so many years since Pokemon. Six years. Do you know what it was six years ago today? 2012. Like, <laughs> it's mm, nuts. This seems like years ago. Exactly. It seems like the last 10 years have lasted like 100 years. <laughs> oh, God. But uh, whether they remake Gen 1 again or not, definitely give this one a look. Um, yeah. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of all you have to say. Great, yeah. mu- great music, you know, great, great. GBA hornification of uh, classic Gen 1 music, you know? Um, it's it's definitely worth your time. No, it definitely is worth your time. Is it a free video game day? What? Nothing. Anyway, <laughs> it's definitely worth your time. It's definitely... Yeah, definitely worth your time. But that, right, I uh, think that's going to do it for this, this week's uh, Grand Forever. You know, uh, you can find... All that we do on pnbcast.com and patreon.com slash pnb for all our exclusive shows and updates and uh, you know, kind of just get involved with us here at PNB. We've got a lot of things going on in the future. A lot of things, trust me. Uh, right. so you're you're going to want to keep your eyes peeled on patreon.com slash pnb for all your, all your essential updates. Absolutely. Uh, Dylan, tell them where they can find us. You can find me on Twitter at Tierney. You can find my video game writing at stackup.org. You can find uh, T. LeVar on Twitter at Travis L. Foster. Huh. Uh, you can find this podcast on Twitter at PNBCast. You can follow all the PNB uh, peeps, you know, Kayla, Zoombomb, 23 Breach. Just keep up to date with all our little things. So, And last but not least... Uh, you can f- subscribe to this here podcast, Grind Forever, on iTunes. Give us some ratings, some five-star ratings. or You know what? If you were to happen to give us a one-star rating, I'd like to know why. You know, I'd, I'd be interested in reading that. Like, yeah. like, they neglected to talk about the version differences in Fire and Leaf Green. One star. If you're that person, don't actually download this podcast. Download <laughs> somebody else. Uh, but yeah, it's... It- <laughs> Uh, for Travis and myself, uh, there's no equivalent exchange joke I can make because th- that's a different show. But uh, it is a different show. Be sure to keep uh, that see. version exclusive. Pokemon. I don't. We'll talk to you uh, later. We'll talk to you later. Peace. See ya. Bye. <laughs>